Hello and welcome to The Hoot, news and ideas from Region Media. I'm Genevieve Jacobs. Ross Solly's with me this week on The Hoot, the best of times, the worst of times. Hoot, hoot. Yep. Long roads ahead. Yeah, just if if only hoot, hoot. stop you hooting at inappropriate moments. Well, well, there was just a pause. I just I just de- detected a slight pause there and I thought you were waiting for me to come in and give my traditional welcome to our, to our uh, loyal listeners. Hello, loyal listener. Hello, loyal listener. Look, Ross, um, we have to start by talking about the Matildas. Um, I I had probably, last Wednesday night, I was at the opening of the wonderful Canberra Writers' Festival, you know, National Museum, highbrow deliciousness. And they said, all right, we're Mm. going to start all of this really early because... At eight o'clock, they just turned the giant screens yeah. on, and you know, two or three hundred well-dressed people who'd been grazing on exquisite cuisine and listening to high-toned interviews about books all just turned their chairs around and watched the soccer. Yeah, I mean, what a week! Yeah, what a week! Incredible, incredible! People who had never seen a game of football in their life, people who never understood the game, people who had no interest in sport. Well, suddenly, uh, it's all they could talk about. Or anybody could talk about, uh, will Sam Kerr play? How's her calf? You know, it was the most talked about calf in the country. Uh, but, it, you know, it was it was something which started off, uh, you know, quite low-key. You know, the, the loyal fans all watched the early games and um, enjoyed it. And then slowly, the, moment, the momentum picked up as people realised there was something very special about to happen. And, uh, wow, I mean, what a, what a conversion for the Matildas and for football in Australia. It'll be very interesting, Genevieve, to see what the long-term um, flow-on effect is. Well, and I guess that's the question really about the impact because this has been Matildas mania. There's some amazing figure that 70% of Australian televisions were tuned to the Matildas last Wednesday mm. night, of course, ultimately for disappointment. I mean, here we've been incredibly excited that we've got a couple of girls from the, the southwest slopes, Claire Hunt and Ellie Carpenter from, from Cowra and Grenfell were out there on the field. Everyone's been identified. Identifying, you know, players from Shepparton, people from up the coast, this extraordinary sense of of, of identification, and and you you'd have to hope that it is the turning point for for the realization that the people want to watch women playing sport. Yeah, I think so. I think for sure, there's um, there's this wonderful opportunity now for the sport to grasp what has happened and to turn it to its advantage. I think the only people, Genevieve, who possibly uh, would have been a bit uh, embarrassed by what happened are the people who were responsible for saying no when Canberra had the opportunity to be part of the of the competition. Um, you know, I, I think in hindsight they probably think now that it was an opportunity missed. Um, my understanding was that they could get, you know, six games for $6 million or something like that, which sounds like a lot of money. It sounds like an extraordinary amount of money. But the way that it took over the nation and the way that everybody became so uh, engulfed by the whole event, you really do think, Genevieve, that Canberra missed an opportunity. You know, the fact that we were out of it altogether. We didn't even have training camps. We had nothing for the whole event. Uh I think that we probably missed a pretty big opportunity here. Yeah, and look, I, I think the comment that's often repeated on on the site is 
Look, we get these GWS games. GWS was going to be, you know, our our football team. We were going to sort of – they're not. They visit here. I mean, and they've got a loyal cadre of fans and people love going to Monica Oval and decking themselves out in the orange and that's all lovely. They're not our football team, are they? There's, that's just not true. No, and, and, and I'm an AFL man. People know that, that AFL is my sport, but – the amount of money we pay the Giants is extraordinary, really, compared to what we give to other sports. And I think that, um, you know, that, that we've got to look back now and think, yes, we know that, that FIFA, you know, a pack of robbing bludgers, but, um, you know, there was the, the, the cities, the places that hosted events, um, you know, they really, really did have some great benefits from being part of, of football mania in Australia. Absolutely. Ross, um, speaking of women in leadership, Elizabeth Lee, the Liberals leader, is back at work after maternity leave. And uh, gee, it was it was really interesting sitting down to talk to her about her priorities as compared to the priorities that the acting opposition leader has had. Because, of course, the next election is 12 months away. Not a single word about light rail, which was a virtual obsession with the Liberals during this last year. I would have said to the detriment of far more obvious causes like the Calvary takeover. My my very strong sense was it was right. I'm back, and we need to get the show on the road here. Gee, she's got a long road ahead of her, though, hasn't she? She really, really has. Um, you know, there are. Uh, I, I think when Elizabeth Lee got the job, I think people thought that she really was the only hope that the party had after several years of having leaders from the far right of politics. And, you know, you, Blind Freddie can tell you that those leaders are never going to cut through in Canberra. You know, that's not the community. You know, we're, we're, we're a community that voted out a Liberal senator uh, to bring in an independent. I mean, um, you know, going down the path that the ACT Liberals have been going down for the past you know, 20 years is just not going to have the answers. Can can Elizabeth Lee do anything to turn around? Well, you know, the Bar government's been there 21 years now. That is a long, not the Bar government, but the Labor Party has been there 21 years, Genevieve. They're ripe for the picking. You've got to think that the way, the amount of money that we pay for rates, um, the some of the, inc- some of the instances of late, like Calvary Hospital and, uh, Calgary Hospital, sorry, and others. You know, this is these are stuff that would probably, in most circumstances, see a government turfed out. Oh, it's the kind of thing that rolls New South Wales governments all the time. You know, you you get two to three sure. premiers in, and and then they're turfed, and it's sort of you know, it's about eight nine years. It's it's three electoral cycles or so. Look, I did put the question to Elizabeth Lee about whether she's healed the factional rifts, and you know, she was. Insistent that it's all absolutely fine, broad church, all that. But, mm. but the other interesting thing was that we were talking through the long list of life experiences among the Liberals, and, and her argument is that while Labor's been in government all this time, the Libs bring a much more diverse set of ordinary life skills. You, you could make an argument there. Can you guess yep. who was last on her list in the late-minute edition? Um, well... Uh, was it was it uh, Peter Kane by any chance? No, no, it wasn't. It was uh, oh. it was the chap who's been inhabiting the leader's chair while she was absent. Oh, yes. Look, uh, what I will say about Jeremy Hansen is that he is a competent media performer. Uh, one of the more com- he's he's one of the more competent performers behind a microphone uh, in the whole of the Legislative Assembly. And I can tell you, Genevieve, you and I both know there's some absolute doozies, absolute doozies. 
in the Assembly who some may be unkind enough to suggest uh, if they weren't a member of the Legislative Assembly would probably struggle to hold down a job anywhere else. But um, but for the, all of that, though, Jeremy Hansen does have views which I'm sure and I know for a fact are quite divergent from Elizabeth Lee's. Can she bring over the rest of the party? We all know um, there are still... Zetsa Selger does have still quite a grip on uh, a section of the Liberal Party uh, and they are still trying to, um, you know, direct... The, uh, direct the party in a in a certain uh, in a certain area, but um, I mean I don't know that the influence is getting any stronger. But is it waning? I'm not sure. Yeah, I th- look, I I think there's still a few little chasms to be bridged. Methinks um, I, I was talking to a friend last week with a, a lot of political connections, and she said to me, "Look, I'd vote I'd vote for Elizabeth Lee if it wasn't for the rest of that set that she's got behind her." And you know that. Yeah. That question of professionalism, that question of whether the factions have healed or not, I think I think that's key. Um, well, and, and once, once upon a time, the Labor Party did try and recruit Elizabeth Lee before she became a Liberal. Um, the Labor Party tried to sign her up. So, you know, they obviously saw someone with potential there. But um, she decided, and I, wonder, I don't know whether she's happy with her choice now, she decided to to turn to the right rather than the left, and now this is where she is. Yeah, look, she's, there is no doubt she's a competent performer, um, but, uh, yeah, whether it's enough. Ross, do you do you go to the movies much? Are you uh, Do you go to cinemas? I go, yes, I do. I do. I go a lot, and I enjoy them. And, and so how do you feel about people sitting next to you, eating loudly, talking, possibly... Mm. Taking their shoes off. This was this was a conversation in the office. Ian Bushnell has has written the original grumpy grandpa editorial about people not behaving themselves in cinemas, with a a bullet point behaviour guide to cinema etiquette. It's it's quite a thing, <laughs> but look, it is annoying. It is annoying. yes. It can be very annoying, um, and I think during the pandemic we've probably forgotten how to do things properly, uh, like how do we behave in uh, in uh, cinemas, on aeroplanes is another good example. People don't know what to do anymore. They don't know how to behave. Uh, they don't know how to not annoy their, the person sitting right next to them. Look, I maybe do some things um, – my wife is a great one, and and uh, for we prepare food before we go into the cinema uh, to avoid having to pay the exorbitant prices. That I, you're one of I those people. Bushy's com- Bushy complains yes. about people unwrapping their 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 snacks, their BYO um, snacks, and that's you. Rick. With tinfoil. <laughs> With tinfoil. <laughs> yes, guilty as charged. But oh, no. uh, we do save ourselves around forty dollars a visit though, which is quite nice. Thank you very much. Uh look, I, I can I can well imagine. I mean, I, we we've spoken about the exorbitant cost of chips down at the snow, chips at the cinema, mm. same thing, popcorn. Ah, dear, oh dear. So just a little bit of manners, a bit of consideration for those around you. And look, I, I include you in that warning, Ross, now that I know it's you with the tinfoil package of food from home. <laughs> I tell you what now, the greatest fear that I've got now is that I'm going to turn up to a cinema and there will be Ian Bushnell waiting in the line and I'll think, oh my God. <laughs> well, we, we do have this visual. I can't go on. I this, can't go on this. <laughs> we do have this visual of, of the Bushnells with their arms crossed in the middle of the cinema looking very, very irritated. So, <laughs> all right, I'm dobbing you in. <laughs>
so bushy. Sorry, Ray. Oh, look, this has been The Hoot. Um, find us on the website and all your usual podcast places. Please be thoughtful to others in cinemas. <laughs> Please rate yes. us, review us. And if you see me in the line for the cinema, just pretend I'm not there. Put your earplugs in. <laughs> you can't go to the cinema with earplugs in. <laughs> Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> All right. We will chat next week. <laughs> hoot, hoot. Hoot, hoot. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. See you. Bye.